Hashtag purposeful deceit at Marshmental Health Hashtag Verse TV 239C So a woman is asked on a date and she gets stood up, but that's pretty common. But the plot twist is insane. Met this guy on a dating app and he immediately asked me out on a date to a specific restaurant. He confirmed day of, I get to the restaurant and see that he's nowhere to be found. So I reach out, no response. I check the app and notice that he unmatched me. At that point, I was a little confused and I was kind of pissed because I was already dressed and I got all the way there. And because I had put in so much effort, I thought I might as well just have a meal while I am in the building. And it wasn't until I got home when I was scrolling Facebook and I saw a very similar story from a girl at that same restaurant who also got stood up. She found out that there are restaurants now posing as people on dating apps just so you go to their business and once you get stood up they know that probably nine times out of ten that you're gonna buy something from them and that just blew my mind oh yes absolutely and okay so my first question is have we become this heartless and money bag driven to do such things as far as the restaurants and also watching it this time, I was like, I'm a little upset about the fact that I, I, I caught this, that he immediately asked her <laughs> to a restaurant. So it's like these things these rest these restaurant bots or people are, are are not even taking the time to be a good court to the person they're just like straight up hey let's go to this restaurant i don't want to waste a lot of time talking to you but let's just do it let's just do it come on and it's like wow but oh I also had to comment on the fact that it referenced, you, you saw when the second woman was talking, she had a comment um, in her screen, I guess she was responding to it, but the comment was, quote, there's a reason she's single at her old age, end quote. And it's like, I don't know what just happened. But the quote was, there's a reason that she's single at her old age, end quote. And I feel that's awful. And again, that's more heartlessness. And I too have had a, uh, I, I, I get it. As far as the restaurants and such, you know, when you go there, I remember one dude, beautiful dude, again, again gorgeous, dick, dark chocolate. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. And uh, he, although he didn't invite me to the restaurant, I invited him. And I was like, I'll pay, you know, because thirsty, desperate guys, we offer to pay. That's what we do. And I was like, I'll pay. And when I got to the restaurant, 
he wasn't there at the agreed upon time, and he didn't get there for a very long time. And eventually, I was just like, oh, I guess I've been stood up. So I really like this particular uh, quick serve restaurant, Cava, in D.C. and Baltimore. And I was like, I really like it. So I'm just going to get some food. I have my podcast in my ear. I'm going to listen to my podcast. And I will just go, go on, you know, and just enjoy myself, enjoy the food, listen to my podcast. I'll put it in both ears. I don't have to pay attention to anybody, anywhere. And I was doing that, and I got my food, I walked through the line. It's a quick serve restaurant, y'all. I walked through the line, got my food, and I started eating my food. And then, extremely late, he finally shows up. And he's like, hey, Mr. Aaron. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And I'm at that point, I, I was already... Sold on just enjoying myself with the meal, so I wasn't excited to see him. But he he came in and he was like, "Hey, Mister, now you said you were gonna pay for my meal, so let's go ahead and walk through this line and get my food, right?" And I was like, "Okay, well, I did say that, so okay." And we got his food, but all of that to say, I. I don't have time to go into the story of how we met. It was a beautiful story, though. I'll give you all the, the cliff notes version of it because we met at... This, this is why this is interesting. Because we met while I was in a down... All of D.C. is D.C., but in a more business district of D.C. with the restaurant and other shops and stores and restaurants galore. And we met at the ice cream shop. Oh, that sounds so romantic when I say it like that. But we met at the ice cream shop, and I was getting my frozen yogurt, and... I, I saw this beautiful man walk in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's absolutely beautiful. Yes, you know, but nothing happened, and I got out of, um, I got through the line first, and I was like, well, you know, beautiful man walking in and out of your life all the time, so whatever. And sure enough, you guys, he actually... got his ice cream and came out and something told me, you know what, Aaron, don't be so antisocial. So just while I was eating my ice cream, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just put my podcast in one of my ears this time. And sure enough, guess who got his ice cream, came out and sat down right next to me? Him! And I was like, oh, my God, you guys, wow. And he sat down next to, oh, no. When he sat down next to me, that's when I took out, wow, one of my podcast ears. 
uh, you know, phones. And he was like, hey, you know, so um, in retrospect, this sounds like I've been so played that I, I feel like even telling the story makes me sound guilty and thirsty, desperate. But I have been thirsty, desperate in my thirsty, desperate days. And he, he was like, a guy is handsome as you, you must get all the women. And I'm like, yes. That's what I wanted to comment on last week. Because for the first time, I decided that I wouldn't lie about it. I would just tell him that I said, no, this is exactly what I said. No, all the guys don't throw, oh no, all the women don't throw themselves at me, but all the guys also don't throw themselves at me. And of the two, I prefer the guys to throw themselves at me. And I was like, I'll just leave it at that. And he was like, oh, okay. And so he stuck around. I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, well, all the girls would throw themselves at you. And he was like, Anyway, it's a very long story. Maybe I'll tell it another time. So, my uh, conclusion on this is, I think it's a smart move of restaurants. Smart and low. Dirty. Dirty-handed of the restaurants to do that. Um, not like sweet and low, but just smart and low. You know? And I'm sure that it, yeah, the low, dirty deceit of those restaurants, I'm sure that puts food on somebody's table. Yes, it does. Puts money in somebody's bank. But, and yes, th that's important, but nevertheless, this is one of the worst types of catfish, in my opinion. I'm sorry. The hashtag verse TV family, yes or no question. If a person stands you up at one restaurant, will you just treat yourself to a different restaurant that same day, like just to avoid potentially throwing your money away to somebody who might be a restaurant professional catfishing you? My answer is no, because... At the end of the day, I would want to stay at that same restaurant. Same reason that I ate my whole meal at Cava, even though he was extremely late, because the hope would be that he or she, for those who go that way, those who go that way, he or she, or anyway, but yes, for those who do that, the hope is that the person will show up and if I were to go to a different restaurant to eat, then there's a chance that I'd miss him. And no, that's not acceptable. No. Also, now I would go to a different restaurant if the restaurant to which I'd been invited by the dude on the dating app was insanely expensive. But I don't think that insanely expensive restaurants resort to such things. 
I think if you charge so much for your food, you probably have, you're probably comfortable with your clientele already. Now, so yeah, um, as far as restaurants that AI or whatever invite me to, chances are the food is not uh, ridiculously priced. That's why they invite you there. Hey, do you want to go to a restaurant? A specific restaurant? Hey, oh, since you're inviting me, are you treating me? Yeah. And then just don't show up. But, oh, well, I'm here and, you know, well, it's only $5 um, foot long. It's five. It's only five dollar foot long. So I guess, you know, I'll just have it. Anyway, are we ready for the next topic, y'all? Comments. Yes. Share, subscribe, share again, and be sure to click like, please, and thank you very much. Very much. Thank you. Where in the world is Garland San Diego? Hashtag training international at La Mente Open. Hashtag first TV 239D. Text. If Latinos talk to gringos the way gringos talk to Latinos, part two. Hey guys, this is my friend Marilu. She just moved here from the United States, but don't worry, she doesn't own a gun. That's hilarious. I heard that everyone in your country is super rich and shallow. Is that true? Did you know my favorite song is the Cotton Eye Joe? I'm basically more American than Marilu. It's pronounced Mary Lou. That's what I said, Marilu. So what part of Canada did you say you're from again? Um, I'm from the U.S. The U.S., Canada, you know it's all the same. That's actually very ignorant. Are you calling me a bigot? Kinda. You know. I voted for Francia Marquez. Did I tell you that my cousin is also from the United States? Maybe you know her? Her last name is Smith. S-M-I. Marilu, what are you eating? This is burgers and fries. Oh my god, I've never heard of that. Can I try? Sure. Mm. You can really taste the lack of seasoning. Do you want the recipe? No, thank you. You know what time is it? Okay. I said what time is it? Oh my god, Americans are so quiet. Can you speak louder? No one can hear you. Marilu, Marilu, wow. come on, look, oh my look. God, this is so embarrassing. Marilu. I don't even like this song. What, what do you mean? I don't want to join you. This is the dance of your people. Okay. So, that clip brought back a few memories for me. And one of those memories is indeed Got Nigel and also the chicken dance. And I went to, when I was in Catholic school in upstate New York, whenever we would have a school dance, the DJ, who was probably just one of the uh, friends of one of the, are they called pastors? I, I, I forget. 
the fathers. I don't know. But one of those people, or, or maybe he was the maintenance man. I don't recall. But he was all, he or she, no, it was always a he. He would always play Cotton Eye Joe in our school dance. At least once he would play Cotton Eye Joe. He would also play the chicken dance in our school. And I mentioned that I, that I would state in advance that my um, staccato is not quite as fast as it once was due to uh, the MS situation, making things complicated, making things complicated on me. But you all know the chicken is done and I'll do it slowly. Yes, chicken dance. Anyway, but yes. So that uh, the second thing it reminded me of was years ago when I lived in middle of nowhere river in Maryland, I that same ex and I that, that I thought I was going to marry. We um were renting renting a town home out there because it was more reasonably priced since it was so far away from everything. But the, my barber that I went to out there, he the barber shop was run by. Uh, Dudes from Africa, uh, just coincidentally, like way out there, like that. That's who ran it. And one thing that I learned the hard way. One thing that I learned the hard way is that we live in a, a dream of a post-racial society, right? But when it comes to haircuts, that's they're very much okay with being like, no, we don't do you. And um, because I, I remember when I first moved to Baltimore, I went to a barber shop that was a barber shop for other. But I, I I get it. Suffice it to say, now I get it that different people have different hair. But I went to that barber shop and they looked at me like I had seven heads and eight of them were breathing fire. And it was like, what? And I, I was like, hey, can, can I get a haircut? And they were like, no, no. I was like, oh, okay. So I learned that the hard way. Anyway, but I, the barber shop that I went to one of the the barber who became my barber, his name was Kofi, Kofi, and see, I still I'm still trying, but I remember after like the first haircut or whatever, and we were exchanging information. I was like, yeah, and your name again, Kofi. Okay, Kofi. He's like, Kofi. And I'm like, that's what I said, Kofi. He's like, okay. But it, it, it's funny because that thing reminded me of that. And 
that also reminded me of, like, he told me he was from Pilgrim. And uh, it's like, oh, okay. And I, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You're from Togel? He was like, no, I'm from Togo. And I was like, that's what I said, Togo. He's like, no. Anyway, all of that to say, sometimes we just don't acknowledge or just don't notice our accents. I'm sorry, y'all, okay? And um, like my special Swahili-speaking connection, he was, he, he sort of chuckles at me when, when I say, um, the, the way you say highway in Swahili is barabara ku ya uhuru. Wait, no. Barabara ku ya uhuru. For uhuru, uhuru Kenya. I, I forget. So I'm, I'm sorry. But um, how do you say um, big road or a an avenue or whatever is bada bada yaka yaka. And he loved having a chuckle at me saying bada bada yaka yaka. He's like, he, he totally made it seem like I sound like a valley girl and I totally don't. I used to though, I used to, when I lived in upstate New York, oh my gosh, like me and my best friend, we, we were very much very much uh, those people. I don't know if he grew up to be, I don't know. I don't know his team, but we, you know, we were very young and we were uh, like totally, like we'd go around t talking like Valley Girl, like totally, oh my gosh. Anyway, but when my Swahili connection talks to me, and when I say bada bada ya kenyata, he's like kenyata, yata, uh huh, kenyata. I'm like, that's not how I say it. I said bada bada ya kenyata. And I, I think I just messed it up right there. Bada bada ya kenyata. Kenyata. Anyway, but yeah. So di different people have different accents. It's just how we speak. You know, all around the world, we all have different accents anyway. And also, I had to catch myself because I realized that I I do that same thing to him quite often, honestly, when, when we talk. But it's, oh my gosh. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. And I think... I do that to him because I love his accent. And, and when he says things, now he is five languages, okay? I am two and two quarters languages, two and two quarters. But um, that's because I speak a little Swahili and I speak a little Spanish. Comprendo muy poquito español, muy poquito. E na nina pahamu um kiswahili kidogo kidogo sana. See, I, I was just giving out some foreign languages. Yes, 
Kenyatta. Anyway. <laughs> I like him, okay? Shut up. Y'all shut up now. Y'all shut up. And anyway, but yes, as far as my doing that to him, when he says things, it reminded me of this dude that I have interacted with who is a very attractive mix of femme and mask. You know, just, just, he, I, I guess people, I don't think he would call himself a bridge queen, though. I, I think he would just call himself mask. But, you know, he, he's definitely got some gas up in him. And when I saw him do something particularly uh, feminine once, I, I wanted to uh, sort of poke a joke at him, but I didn't. And I, I just, I'm glad I didn't because I realized that would have been just like me being that uh, kid in grade school who makes fun of the person they have a crush on, you know? So it's like, okay, right, right, right. So anyway, a special East African connection, Ramon, uh, as far as summing up this whole thing, a special East African connection of mine reminds me to not put a collection of unique people into a box, assuming 100% behavior in anything. You can't. You can't group everybody. All you can't group unique people into a box, thinking that they're going to do 100% of anything the same. The hashtag verse TV family, yes or no question. Yes. Have you ever danced to Cotton Eyes Joe? And my answer is yes, because in Middletown, at my school, again, they would play it a lot. And here's a little known fact. My face looked like that because thinking about my current situation with MS, but I, I used to be in Middletown, New York. The kids thought I was like super cool because like when it comes to dancing and the school dances, I would do the running man. And that was the mid nineties, right? I, I was so cool doing the running man and I would work so hard because we would do the running man and everything. And that's what I would do. And everybody would be like, Aaron, dance. And I would do the running man and what have you. And, but then we moved to New Orleans. <laughs> also in the mid to late 90s. Well, mid, mid 90s, 96. And we had a sock hop at Capdo Elementary School. Nope. Capdo junior high school. Yes. Capto Junior High. Pierre A. Capto. C-A-P-D-A-U. And the kids um, were dancing in a circle. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm going to show my moves. And they're like, Aaron, get out there. <laughs> and I got out there 
have drunk drunk man dancing all hard and all of that stuff. And I had to learn very quickly again upon moving from upstate New York to New Orleans, Louisiana, that the money man was not cool. And not anymore. And part of it might have been the move from upstate New York to New Orleans, Louisiana. But part of it also might have been just culture shifting from the mid-90s into the late-90s. And that just... Because people used to dance really hard in the 90s. In the mid-90s, early 90s, it was just... Like, um, in Living Single, the uh, women who would dance on the intro to that. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize it was that late already. Mm. All right. So, here comes topic E. Share, subscribe, and share again. Thank you. And click like, please. Hashtag Cerebral TV 239 at Zach Noe Towers at Taha Likes You at It's Bobby Pen at Algalde underscore Raphael. Hashtag Verse TV 239E. Today, I am eight years sober, so I would like to list eight benefits I've experienced since deciding to give up drugs and alcohol. Let's go. Also, these are in no specific order. No more blackouts. Y'all, I used to lose hours, entire nights to blackouts. Now, if I wake up in a gross dude's bed, guess who's the first to know? Me. I did it on purpose. No more hangovers. Ugh, I used to wake up with a splitting headache, nauseous, like a plant that hadn't been watered in 18 months, just like <gasps> Now, I wake up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and some would say too hydrated. Community. I am in a program of recovery, and when I tell you those meetings have saved my life, there's always a place I can go when I'm feeling stressed or anxious, and there are other people who feel like me. Mwah, beautiful, no notes. Genuine connections. When I was drinking and doing drugs, I thought that I had these great friends. No, it's just people I did cocaine with. There is nothing more beautiful than a sober friendship. Oh, it's so cold. My career, I owe my entire career to my sobriety because I'm taking all of the time I used to waste drinking and recovering from drinking and I'm investing that time in myself. And this sounds like common sense as it's coming out of my mouth, but it, it felt really revolutionary at the time. And I know today I am eight years sober. Something a lot of people don't know about Indian culture is that a lot of times when women are washing their saris in the laundry, but they want something to drape around them, they will often style their tablecloths on their bodies. Sometimes they'll even just use bed sheets and they'll just wrap it and drape it around themselves. This was an act of rebellion against the capitalistic nature of India that was imposed by the colonial forces that left in 1947. What started off as an act of rebellion against capitalism and colonialism ended up being something that was really, really fashionable. So a lot of Indian women go to events wearing tablecloths. 
I'm kidding. I made all of that up. But apparently that's what someone told the director of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire when he made the two Indian girls wear literal bedsheets to the Yule Ball. They were literally wearing bedsheets. Tablecloths. What is that? 431 is your total. My screen's just going to ask, ask you a, you a quick, quick question. question. Uh, wait, you want me to tip you? For playing my role in this 50-50 relationship that we call a transaction. But I'm the one providing you the coffee. And I'm the one providing the business. Okay, well, you don't have to tip. And you don't have to tip me. Right, so just, so just tap, tap zero, zero on, on the screen. screen. Do you feel it? Yeah, I mean, what is it? The feeling of requirement. Well, you don't have to tip. But you are required to answer the question. It's the fact you asked the question that makes tipping not feel like tipping. It's like asking grandma if she wants to put money in your birthday card this year. You're robbing the joy she gets when making a kind gesture. And it's making her feel like shit. I don't want to do that to grandma. Then don't ask her. Leave it all up to her. So what do you say we put down our screens and we stop asking? It's just that your card was declined? Oh, wife must have went to home goods. Here, I'll just do cash. Here's five. Out of five? Okay, so your change will be six. Keep the change. But you just... yourself a Republican so you can make a claim to credibility when you attack the GOP? No, I call myself a Republican because I am one. I believe in market solutions and I believe in common sense realities and the necessity to defend ourselves against a dangerous world and that's about it. Problem is now I have to be homophobic. I have to count the number of times people go to church. I have to deny facts and think scientific research is a long con. I have to think poor people are getting a sweet ride. And I have to have such a stunning inferiority complex that I fear education and intellect in the 21st century. But most of all, the biggest new requirement, really, the only requirement, is that I have to hate Democrats. And I have to hate Chris Christie for not spitting on the president when he got off Air Force One. Share, subscribe, and share again. Thank you. <clears throat> and click like, please, and thank you. Hashtag Live Mike TV 239 at That's Theater Stuff. Hashtag Burst TV 239F.
Yes. yes. Very quickly. One, I love how you vocally caught that reverb, caught that echo on the for my, for my. See, I, I'm not quite getting it. Um, sorry, but I, I love how he caught that reverb, caught that echo, and this sound. Just yes, love it. And um, I also love how even after all of that chest belting, he was able to end the song and switch to falsetto and do so well. Not everybody can do that because sometimes, if not often, often, oftentimes, when people belt with their chest so much, their voice is too raw to transition to falsetto. But that's probably because they're not belting with their chest the right way. And I also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention how much I love Nicole Scherzinger's version of this song from, I don't remember the uh, play that it came from, but uh, Nicole Scherzinger did a live performance of that song and she is exceptional. And she, I really love her ability to transition from chest voice into head voice because she did it even a little bit more. And, and still went back and some of the notes that she did in head voice went back and would do them in chest voice in the same song. Nicole Scherzinger is just next world exceptional. Jennifer Hudson and Nicole Scherzinger. I'll say they are two people, two vocalists who really um, got going in our generation, us millennials, older millennials, who we slept on them. And it is what it is. Music is where it is. But also I noticed because I, I've been uh, loving uh, Nicole Scherzinger's version of the song Never Enough. So I, I'd love to even watch voice coaches speak about her performance of Never Enough. And I've seen them talk about why comments, comments that they got, why would she call it for me instead of for me? And the vocal coach was like, obvious, not obviously, but I say obviously, May is a more round vowel than me, belting me, you know? Anyway, um, my voice is starting to go away, so clearly it's been over an hour. I will talk to you on later, social media, family, peace, hashtag birdstv.com. Stay blessed.
hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mag. Kevin, aka Basic Complex to Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. Reset.